All right, cheers, everybody. We're back with Sal, the voice, Valentinetti. If I don't see him every three days, something goes wrong these days. So we're very happy to have you, Sal. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I mean, nice. Oh, my God. Mm. A little cold? A little cold. <laughs> no, a little cold. We had to have a drink or two. You know, it is milk. It's like it's like 100 degrees outside. I know. I feel like I'm eating ice just to regulate my body temperature at I, this point. I sat in the walk-in cooler today for 10 minutes. It was lovely. It's not that much cooler in here. It has to be yeah, <laughs> if it's 100 outside, it's 95 in here. But I used to, uh, I used to, when I was like, you know, 17, 18 years old. Somewhere, somewhere in between uh, uh, American Idol and America's Got Talent, I was singing at a steakhouse regularly mm -hmm. in, uh, in Northport. Nice. And... I would sing there during the summer, and it would be so hot. They had these lights set yeah. up and everything where, where I would uh, be set up. And I, it was so, so hot that in between sets, I would run down into where they, they kept the, the frozen meat yeah. into yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I did today. And just, just sit there for like five minutes. Yeah, it's and the you're the best feeling in the world. You're in a tux as well. That's sure. right. Well, <laughs> you know, that was, that was pre-tuxedo. Uh, pre yeah, that was back in the in the suit and tie days. Okay, but still, oh my goodness, you know, I I didn't I didn't grasp the concept of linen suits in the summer. I would just wear uh -huh. the 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 two wool ones all year round. Right. The the black and the blue. I would. Uh, Does the linen really help? Alternate. What's that? Does the linen really help? The yeah, a linen suit makes a difference. Wow, I'm an essence. Listen, when you when you. When you're, you know, between 250 and 300 pounds, no. depending yeah. on depending yeah. on what, you know, what season it is, yeah. you know, uh, you 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 have to learn how to regulate your body temperature, yeah. and that's why I'm eating ice. <laughs> that's that's why that's why we're starting off the show that way, yeah, ladies and ice. gentlemen. Well, we're good. Well, the great Jimmy Accurate from Accurate Air is <laughs> actually out the window. You locked him out. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, this is this being a, a podcast about businesses. Yes. You know, you guys are running a business and having a podcast, yes. and, and a business like this, you know, uh, nightlife and all that. Yeah. It it runs all day long because in of the course. morning you're, you're here setting up, uh, and you know, in the afternoon you guys are. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting everything ready for even during like the week for parties and things like that. Yeah. You know, I think that this truly captures the uh, the work that goes into it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. People you don't know, even realize with with Moles, like having the office up here, you know, like people don't realize the. So so you got I'm not even not recording. We're the extent of the operation, you know, we're not recording. No, I'm I'm recording. I'm just letting it. This is 2020. Well, I was. That's what I was saying. That's what I was. I, I, I was. Tim's not going to edit this. <laughs> well, this is real. You know that yeah. heat's broken. I'm glad we have power. PSENG. You know. Oh my goodness. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it's a constant, uh, it's a constant effort that you have to put into it. Yeah. You know, even in the middle of a podcast, to have to get up and handle the AC guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's. It's gonna happen, and crazy things like like we had to deal with. Yeah, uh, good transition. The, the good week, transition. The week of this show, yeah. uh, uh, that we just put on, you know that that really speaks to it. Yeah, you know the the craziness that went on. 
Of course. And so just to everyone who, anyone who doesn't know, Sal did is just off the back of his first performance, our first uh, dinner and a show concept here mm -hmm. at Mulcahy's on Saturday night. Um, it was awesome. But August, August 8th. 8th. Yeah. But August yeah, not, not without his hurdles on the way to it. My God. Well, I wanted to talk <laughs> about this. All musicians, you know, some of them are, you know, they're all great guys. But, you know, they're particular. Sal is the best musician, best person we've ever dealt with here at MLK's. God bless you, Ever, too. ever, and I'm not That's just saying that. That's a Catholic that. school boy, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, and just so you know, it's all because me and Sal both went to Holy Trinity High School. Shout out to Hicksville. That's right. Mr. Fennell, if you're watching. That's right. You raised they, two good Catholic boys. They whipped boys us here. into shape, yeah. let me tell you. No complaining, no nothing. No, 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 no. Every other field money was well spent was turf was and everything, and we were rolling ankles. Everything was great. Yeah, everything was great. I, 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 I can't tell you. I mean, how many nights I spent with my knuckles dug into that <laughs> ninety degree turf. So we, you two weren't there at the exact same time, though, right? We did were you, for a year. Oh, you were. Senior. His senior year was my freshman year. Oh no way! Like, like ships passing in the night. So, yeah. what do you remember of each other? Did you? I'm just glad I never threw you into any lockers or anything That's because you know you hit it so big. That would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awkward. Hey Sally, you want to play Mokays? Don't you know? Don't worry <laughs> about the past. Oh my! You know, it would have been it would have been awkward for me. Going to the guy who was shoving me into lockers yeah, saying, yeah. saying, hey, you know, I haven't we haven't put on a show in, in right. four months. I'm itching. You know, what, what was what, he like? So was he one of those seniors do? who like gave the freshman a hard time? No, I, I see that. <laughs> and that's that's the, the brilliance of it is I, I don't know Tim to be that guy. No. And uh, I, I know I know Tim. Tim and I met obviously after. Right. Uh, and we actually didn't meet in high school. Just right. 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 Like, yeah. like I said, ships in the night. Right. I mean. You know, the freshmen don't know that the seniors don't have time for the freshmen, especially right. Catholic school. That was school. way too cool. They're, they're, spending, they're spending <laughs> six months trying to figure out how they're going to prank the principal. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, we, we, we really didn't cross paths until until afterwards. And what I know of Tim, obviously, great host here at Mulcahy's. But uh, in the last few months, I, I really uh, uh, Tim and I grew a little closer, and mm -hmm. his brother John, and of course his father John, and uh, not not a priest, by the way, just a, his father is named John. <laughs> yeah, uh, Father John. So, so uh, you know, we we basically put our heads together during all this because I, I, I really felt the need, you know, having everything canceled. My last show was, was March 7th. Having everything pretty much move back and move back and move back and knowing... You know, I, I really felt uh, a lack of purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to Tim and I said, listen, I'm, I'm doing this this live uh, and I want to put your uh, feed the nurses PM shift, your, your brother's uh, GoFundMe mm -hmm. uh, just in the live. Mm -hmm. And from that, his brother was like, hey, you know, if, if, why don't why don't we go to one of the hospitals yeah. and, right. and sing for them? And now. In a normal, in a normal situation, in a in a perfect world, in a in a in a pre-COVID world, you know the the amount of production and everything <laughs> that right. would go into something like that with the band and all the, you know, all, all the uh, 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 all the sound and the lights and the stage and everything, it, it would be impossible, right. impossible. But because, you know, we we were all we're both cut from the same cloth and and his brother as well and and of course their dad mm 
Uh, hey, Ruby was there too. We. Ruby was taking Ru- some pictures. And that's that's right. Ruby was the uh, star photographer. <laughs> really, she had she had that that was was that your shot from behind at uh, at Bayshore? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wha- and catch her I'm on the gram, Ruby Ray7. Great insta pics. What I'm what I'm driving home to is, they they said, hey, we we have this this need to serve, and you have this need to serve, and let's let's put our heads together, and see if we could do something truly special because we were both out of work we were, we were both uh, our, mm-hmm. our both of our industries really Close. facing uh you know facing a, a a really hard new world and uh he said listen I'm, I'm gonna get my pickup truck my brother's gonna get his pickup truck we're gonna put a couple speakers on it mm-hmm. you and jason the same way you've we're been playing you. in your living room <laughs> jason reese on piano by the way uh you guys are gonna play uh, on the backs of the trucks and I said, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And I called Jason and I told him and Jason goes, uh, well, d- do they want us to do country music on the back <laughs> of the pickup truck? And I said, no, 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 no. We're just going to. Hey, I think so. We're just going to go and offer the same thing that's been giving us joy for the last few weeks. You know, Jason and I had been playing in the living yeah. room. Uh, shout out my mother. For cooking <laughs> for Jason for for every Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, you know we we said let's let's go and just sing the same music that's been uplifting us to to some people and let's just let's just go for fifteen minutes and offer our, our, our offer this music for them yeah. and the response was tremendous. It was. Uh, uh, I think we did something that you know people are going to remember because it was just truly wholesome mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't give it any thought it just it just happened yeah. it just happened and and we went from one hospital to the next to extended care facilities where they were right. struggling uh we got pretty hot for a minute we had requests from uh we had a big hospital tour going yeah. <laughs> the the pickup truck tour was uh it was big the 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 bottom line is we kind of connected with our roots in in a big way, you know. Uh, uh, your brother went to Shamanad. Yeah. Still. Catholic boy. Yeah. No. You know, Catholic school education, uh, education rooted in service, uh, and for me, just wanting to play music again for people and and make people smile. Yeah. We we went right back to the reason why, you know we started just how we started and uh, pulled something great off you know yeah, it really was it felt special didn't it? it felt yeah, it fantastic nice. it really did. you know my brother said he was like there's people out there nurses doctors saving lives basically scientists and geniuses he was like i don't know how to do any of that and or anything he's like but we do know how to like bring people food and between me and you you know we know how to put on a concert so we did our little part and i think they really liked it and I would love when this is really all over to do like a big blowout nurses Absolutely. concert here. Yeah. With the doctors and nurses and everyone who saw you in the pickup truck. Right. So that's down here. That's the Tim Murray I know. Right. See? See? He's he's yeah, going he on it now. Now he wants to have the whole concert. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm you know You've got to show up on the pickup truck though. Yeah. We should. We, should. Oh, yeah. Entrance, we yeah. should. Yeah. We should turn the, the stage spot. we should turn the <laughs> stage into a pickup bed. <laughs> right? I think I could get my truck in here. 
think yeah, it's I think so. Well, we could fit it on the get stage. The whole Northwell, it'll, south it'll, side hospital. It, it just, just, just stop saying that and say it will happen. Yeah, <laughs> it will Listen, happen. you know, you you went on and on at the beginning of this how great a guy, how easy of an act I am, and you know what? I I think I think he's given me a bad rap. You know, I I should be a little more difficult. I want your pickup truck In on the, the stage, yeah. or I'm not doing it. Yeah, be more difficult. That's right. Oh, Last Saturday, so I was like, can I get a water? I'm like, come on, like, give me something. Give me something weird. <laughs> we didn't, so fast forward to, to this show. Finally, you know, we've baby steps, but fast forward to August 8th, dinner and a show. Hold on, so rewind. Fun. Sorry, we're fast forward and rewinding. No, no, no. Well, it was the easiest, this was the easiest thing for me, was to was for me to sit down with him and his father. Right. You know, and, and just say, hey, listen, uh, I'm I'm really not, looking to make money here i just want to play again mm. and they right. said you know what we we just want to we just want to open again we yeah. just want to have right. uh, some some sense of normalcy again mm -hmm. it was the easiest thing we sat we didn't break bread because i'm doing keto we we had a we <laughs> had some really? we had some sausage and peppers i yeah i'm on listen check going? back check back in a couple oh, months yeah. i'll be on a new <laughs> diet but uh that's how it's going yeah, you know, I, 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 we had I, a healthy little lunch at Mo and Elise's The first thing they bring yeah. out is is pizza. Just, we, just <laughs> we go like this. The guy comes back. We all go send like this. Send it back. Send it back. No, get it out of here. <laughs> oh boy! But it was wow. the easy. Oh, <laughs> it was the easiest thing to 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 come together with them mm. because that's the Tim Murray I know. I want to go in the past a little bit though, Sal. Yeah. Twenty twenty's been a buzzkill. And I want to talk. It's been a ride. Yeah. We're definitely going to have a lot to think, you know, tell your kids about and tell write it when you write a book one day, you know, it'll be good. And, you know, at least we did something with the nurses and the trucks and everything, you know, the, the hospital pickup truck we've tour. And I'd say we've made the best of it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a hell of a time. I know. And I hope we don't have to do it ever again for those poor nurses and doctors, but. You know, we're here. I think we made it. But we they're here. Listen, <laughs> but we, we, we know now they're here for us. Yeah. We know now that they're, they're here for us no matter what. We're, we're here. We're here for them no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just what you do. You know uh, why I mentioned before about people getting hot and and really ruining things for themselves. We live in a world where people get so angry so quickly and 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 lose it. And we just need to learn to treat everyone with mutual respect to to hear everyone out because we we you know we did that we we saw that these people were were sacrificing so much and we said what's the what's the least we could do mm. you know in the same way that you know well if we can't have this show what what could we do mm -hmm. what what's next what's the what's the next possible thing to do so you want to go back in time now yeah all the way yeah. back all the you way heard back. me yap on and on and on about this, this menagerie of ours. Well, I have questions. You know, you have a very interesting life and exciting, and no one like going out more than me. And I miss the days of concerts and Vegas and going out and everything like that. Oh, Vegas! Uh, I wanted hey. to. Yeah, Vegas <laughs> skied me before. Yeah, <laughs> you're not rushing back. <laughs> Come on, Sal, we gotta go. I can't wait to play Vegas again. That's a crazy town. So, I was showing my dad your video and everything, like your original first America's Got Talent audition. I guess not audition. What's it called? Your first performance live. 
and we're cracking up, and you were the best. How were you so confident and calm on your first... For a guy who's insecure. Yeah, you don't <laughs> seem too insecure. You know... Like, how... Like, you were on that show, and I saw it on Facebook, like, Holy Trinity Graduate, you know, on America's Got Talent, and it's freaking amazing. Like, you're hitting on Heidi Klum, who's a top 10 best-looking people in the world. You're making Simon Cowell laugh. Like, what do you attribute that confidence and... Well, you know... Because this is a business-type podcast, so we, we're going to have to give some advice to up-and-coming musicians. Confidence... Confidence is a funny thing, you know? Uh, you know, I I actually, believe it or not, no matter whether you watch that that uh, 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 video or not and see what, what happened with Heidi Klum, <laughs> I, I have very like poor confidence with with women in general you know granted i haven't had to for the last couple of years but you know even de dealing with my my five foot tall sicilian girlfriend is takes a lot of confidence <laughs> uh uh but she's very sweet by uh, the way. She, she's very sweet but yeah. you know sometimes it could be scary <laughs> but uh i'm petrified of ruby at all the time we don't even date there's a different <laughs> There's a different type of confidence. There's a, there's a different type of confidence when you know you're doing something that could possibly change your life. And the only way I really knew about that, that uh, possibility of, a, of something that could, something so, what seems so trivial, a television show, a telev competition television show, you know, a reality show, let's mm. let's call it. How could that, you know, boost you? And I saw, I saw, because I was on American Idol. Yeah, so I saw that as well. So we've all seen that kind of like the famous America's Got Talent. But what happened with American Idol? Because that was how many years before? I didn't it know was, about that. It was the year before. Yeah. It was the and year before. you didn't before. make it to the live show, but you did make it through I, the first. I made it to Hollywood. Okay. And I Go made ahead. it through like one of those exhibition rounds like yeah. the first one so how was that experience were you it was interesting so how did it come about my my uncle joe uh uh uncle uncle through through marriage twice <laughs> that's how that's how italian families work we, we you know it, it, we we call people our cousins who you know we 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 barely know but because yeah. we like them and you know we share the same taste in food all of a sudden, it's your cousin. Yeah. But uh, my uncle Joe. <laughs> you have Joe, some famous cousins too. My uncle Joe was my mom's sister-in-law's brother-in-law. <laughs> Not your cousin at all. Right. But since we were always at my my uncle's house, uh, he would always be there as well because they lived on the same street. That's how that's how Italians roll. We buy up the block. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So uh, we're all we're all always together. He became Uncle Joe, especially because you know I was always a like a like a heavy set kid, if you couldn't tell. And uh, I I saw this guy and and he was heavy set too, and that was something that was always like I said, I always had that that type of insecurity. Right. And this guy was super confident. My Uncle Joe could light up a room just by walking in it. He had he had a tremendous personality, and so I I really. I really uh, uh, idled him growing up. It's kind of like uh, I should align myself with this guy. Right. Uh, not not idled him because I idle my father. My father's a tremendous guy, and I'll get into that. But uh, 
he he really had this tremendous outstanding personality and so i would ask him for advice all the time when i was when i was uh uh driving to st john's i went to st john's university i would sit in hour traffic each way and each one of those hours i would call up joe and and yap on the phone with him and, and talk about life and talk about school and talk about you know my mother and why she's not letting me go to that frat party or whatever <laughs> what did joe do is he musically inclined as well no no no. he no. sold he sold insurance okay <laughs> uh, uh he sold insurance and annuities and you know uh uh, uh all, all that all that type of stuff yeah, yeah. uh for uh uh prudential at the rxr plaza so he had actually gotten me my first slide Yes, right on the turnpike, the big glass building that faces the uh, Nassau Coliseum. Uh, So he actually got me my first singing gig because he kind of pushed me to do it. He said, listen, kid, uh, I was I was delivering pizza in a Cadillac, which (laughs) is, you know, it's not very productive. You don't make a lot of money that way because it's it's such a ridiculous car to (laughs) deliver pizza in. Uh, and I guess by then I was already a pretty ridiculous person. So uh, my my uncle Joe said, "You're not making enough money for a hundred bucks every Thursday night. You could sing it." I actually just started right up the block. Uh, you know, Margaritas on Wanta yeah, Avenue yeah, yeah. used to be a restaurant called Toro Pazzo, right? Oh, yeah. Right across from Magatha High School. Right. That's your first gig ever. My first gig. I was 17 years old. Wow. There was two people there getting ready to leave when I was setting up. <laughs> It was the it was the middle of summer, so it was like daylight. So it wasn't even like I could get I can close my eyes and when these people leave and just and just kind of work through a set like I would in the shower. Yeah. But you know, so there was two people getting ready to leave, and I, I started singing, and I just kind of faded into like background music. It was so awkward, <laughs> you know. But my uncle Joe, when he you know he said do something, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Let me listen to this guy. He drove a he drove a Range Rover. Yeah. Like I, you know, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. This guy would would drive a Range Rover, and he would he would let me figure eight it in the parking lot sometimes. <laughs> I like I I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I just sang, and these people get up to leave. They're walking out of the restaurant right past me, and they stop, and they look at me, and they go, they go. And I and I, I didn't know that this this might sound good. It's really not because yeah. I had no real individuality at the time. I was just kind of copying the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they stop and they look and they go, "Oh my God, this this kid is singing here." And I I really look like a kid because I, I, Holy Trinity we couldn't yeah. grow facial hair. Right. So so I had baby face and everything, and they were like, "This kid is singing this music." Yeah. Still the same, same So they, they said, we're going to stay for yeah. another set. Yeah. They go and sit at the bar. They call their friends to the restaurant. Oh, they nice. come and sit at the bar with them. Everyone, then they order dessert and more drinks and, you know, everything. And maybe there was like six of them, right, right. by the time the night ended. So yeah. I go up to the, the owner of the restaurant, this guy, Chris Santoro. I want to raise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have said. You, I, you, I took you from two to six. You should, one day I'll be at the other end of one tour up with six. Well, that's <laughs> so. So that's what he said. I I came up to him like, oh my god, you know, this was horrible. I don't even know if he's gonna have enough money to 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 pay me tonight. It was a hundred bucks. You know, I was like, this guy's gotta pay a cook and the bartender and all this. Right. He had six people in his restaurant. Then he goes, uh, he goes, you tripled my business in one night. You, you, of course, you come back 
next week. I was like nice. so nervous. And I went there week after week, and my Uncle Joe sees this. And now he worked at RXR right across from the Coliseum. Like I said, he sees banners that American Idol is going to come and audition people at the Coliseum. Right, right. He picks up the phone. He's like, what are you doing? I actually left a message. And it's funny. I lost this message. I wish I saved it. <laughs> it, it went something like this. He goes, uh, uh, hey, um, American Idol is coming to the Coliseum in a couple weeks. Might be something you want to think about. <laughs> Call me back. But th- that might be something you want to think <laughs> about. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I felt like Furio getting an angry phone call from, from Tony Soprano. He yeah, was yeah. like, he just, he basically told me, listen, you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So I call him right back. I'm like, American Idol, that's a popularity contest. Yeah. I'm not doing pop music. I do this. This is right. what I like. Like, I was so mm-hmm. nervous about doing anything else, you know, because I, 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 did, I did theater in high school, and I really, I failed miserably. I, really? I, really? I, I did it for that's a couple. Not, I wasn't in well. theater class, and yeah. that was the, my biggest detriment, was that I, I, never, I never fully invested myself. Well, Trinity it. has, like, unbelievable. Un- what yeah. an unbelievable program. I would go to those shows and be like, these kids, I don't even know them. I'm like, these kids are unbelievable. You know? Right. We're going 2-10 so, and ten on the football field, you know, like thinking we're cool. <laughs> these kids are unbelievable. Well, I was, that's why I never was in theater class. Yeah. That's what I started out high school doing was playing football. Right. I really had myself fooled yeah. that I was going <laughs> to be some football star. And, like, it was going to pay for my college yeah. and whatever. Like, right. you know. We all I was, do that. I was going to become a pioneer. Yeah. At, uh, 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 what's Post. the? At Post. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I fractured my ankle in a, in a, like our first playoff game against Holy Cross. I fractured my ankle. Oof. And uh, my mother goes to me. She goes, listen, you got to quit this. Yeah, enough. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, she goes, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Are you a football player? No. She yeah. goes, you're a Gavon, maybe. You're not a football player. She said, she said, you know how big you gotta be to be on a football team? You have any idea? You gotta be at least four inches taller. Yeah. And you gotta work out. She goes, you don't work out. <laughs> she goes, the only thing, the only thing you work out is is if if you're gonna take some pasta home at <laughs> at, at the end of your meal. That's the only thing you you work out. She goes, you're not playing football anymore. You got to yeah. figure, figure something else out. Right. So she got me to try out for, uh, for Into the Woods. And here I am, this jerk coming off the football field. And I go in and I try out for Into the Woods. And I get, I get called back for one of the, one of the princes. Right. right. And I get the part. And I, it was one of the leads. And there here I am, this stunad. <laughs> not taking it seriously. Right. I I screwed the whole thing up. I never learned the script. I never like studied it. I never even watched the play. Like <laughs> what a what a jerk. <laughs> what a dummy I was. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got I got downgraded to a different part. Not downgraded. You don't you never get downgraded. That's the other thing. Prince You're happy enough there. to get a part. You're yeah. happy enough to get a part. That's so the I other played thing about like the tree yeah. in the background. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's the other thing about about theater. Yeah. You're happy to have a part mm-hmm. because it's a whole thing. It's a whole production. I didn't know that going into it, and I really screwed it up. 
but I enjoyed the experience, so I went back and tried again for uh, Guys and Dolls, and I got a, a great, uh, uh, this this part of Harry the Horse, and I came home to my mother, and I was like, my God, I got the part of Harry the Horse in, in Guys and Dolls, right? Yeah. And she goes, uh, she goes, oh, okay, all right, who's that? Like, what's who's Harry the Horse? You know, everybody knows Nathan Detroit and Sky Masterson, they're, mm-hmm. the, they're the leads in that, in that show, and... Uh, I go, well, he's a degenerate gambler from Brooklyn. <laughs> and she goes, perfect. Yeah, you're in. She goes, it's perfect. Fun fact That's about fun. Guys and Dolls. I was in Guys and Dolls in seventh grade, too, Sal. Yeah. We're uh, mutual Guys oh. and Dolls. I wasn't You were in Guys and Dolls? At seventh grade, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. I was Lenny. Lenny. Lenny or the horse. Lenny the horse. <laughs> no. Lenny or Benny, one of the other gambler guys. I had Lenny. a couple songs. It was like three or four male roles from the bottom. But I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I only about remember that. Big Julie because I had to say that, like, uh, that was my, that was the 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 entirety of my lines right. was about Big Julie. I remember that. And I just, I, I, I like, I dumbed it up. I said, all right, all right, hey, Big Julie. <laughs> I, I said, I said, uh, uh, maybe if I do something in between, uh, 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 like, um, uh, Yogi Bear. I'm sorry, not, not was it, is it? Yogi Bear, when he goes, hey, boo-boo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and like a really thick Brooklyn accent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like not, mine is a Brooklyn-Queens hybrid that I get from my parents. My, my mother's from Richmond Hill. My father's from, from Bensonhurst. So I, I, I said, all right, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to talk really slow and deep because I'm supposed to be this, this yeah. just this, you know, s- uh, as the show says, like these low-life gamblers because yeah. there was these... Uh, these high holy people in the show and his whole right. thing. You really you had to be there, Ruby. <laughs> but she was in okay. London at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I I I got to uh, the, the the last year was Sweeney Todd, and here I'm I'm so fooled, thinking like, okay, I I I did all I did all the parts right, and I got this, and I did that, and I ba ba ba, and here I am thinking, okay, I should I should get a a, a Good role, yeah. whatever that is, because I like I said, there are no lesser roles in theater. Apart from Lenny the Horse, and I really, I really hadn't worked for it. Yeah, and I got a, I got a role in the ensemble, and I said, you know what, I got to focus on school. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. Yeah, and I, I really, that screwed it up, because I didn't realize what was on the other side. I didn't realize how, how rewarding that could be when you really focus on something. And like I said, I wasn't in theater class. I didn't I didn't really dedicate Dive enough all to the it. way in. Kind of. You know, so fast forward to American Idol is coming. Right. And I'm telling him, listen, my Uncle Joe, I'm not doing it. It's a pop contest. And he, g- he bets me because I just got my license. He goes, if, if they don't love you, if they don't at least put you on TV, for exactly who you are. I will give you my Range Rover for the rest of the summer. Nice. Hell of a hell of a wager. I thought I was I thought I was a shoe in. I said I'm a, I'm going to go sing Cry Me a River, like the the Julie London version, not the uh uh was it is it Julie London? Justin Timberlake? No, the Justin Timberlake. Uh, not the Justin <laughs> well not the Justin Timberlake of course, but I don't know if it was who originally did it. Julie London did it a uh, cover. But uh uh it was cry me a river, and I'm going. I'm I'm just wailing, 
and I'm so confident that I'm not going to get a you know, place on the show that they put me through all the way through to the, the taped audition of American Idol. So I lost the bet, in mm. short. <laughs> but I, now I'm opened up to this world where people, they're like, you know, they're, they're putting cameras on me and everything. And I'm like, okay. Again, I'm just really just getting a, a, a taste for it. I'm mm. not really, uh, th- this isn't like, you know, this is something I did on a bet. You know, I really, I should have gotten the message there. But uh, uh, my Uncle Joe told me, just go on and be yourself. And here I am. Well, shame of American Idol because... Well, I got through to Hollywood Week and again, really didn't take it seriously and, and, you know, said, well, this is... I was really stubborn about this, the the genre of music I do. And you know what? I'm I'm glad I, I, I was, but I should have tried to make it work at least. And I know a lot of guys, like there's this guy, Austin Giorgio. Mm. Who who is phenomenal? He's a phenomenal singer. He's basically he 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 was singing the same genre as me, and now he takes you know a, a lot of old songs and turns them into he does excellent production and everything. Like that's a that's who I should have been when I was on American Idol. But here I am, stubborn Sal Valentinetti again, and they kicked me off in the middle of Hollywood Week, mm. and I come home to my uncle Joe and I said, see. And he goes, see what? He said, they told me they had cameras up on you. And I, I was mm-hmm. I, I was hitting on J-Lo in, in one <laughs> episode. And they, they, they caught it on film and everything. It was a whole thing. He goes, I heard about all that. He said, this this ain't the, the end. This is only the beginning. And I said, I'm just I'm just going to focus on school and whatever. Same BS line as before. Yeah. So what were, you to, what were you studying? What was your major? Like? Uh, what, what was the thing that you were envisioning yourself doing? Communications. Because if okay. you couldn't tell from the last, I don't know, what have you been sitting here, an hour? Almost, <laughs> almost an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I love to talk. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I, I could do radio. Like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, again, thinking I'm, 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 uh, I'm you know, it's going to be so easy. We should link you up with Francesa. I could see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Mike and Sal on the fan. Uh, listen, it, it's, he's a, he's a, that guy can hold it all on his own. Let me tell you. Yeah. 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 But anyway, regardless of that, I, I was doing communications and I, and really nothing to do with music. Mm. And, uh, I'm talking to my uncle and everything. And he's, he keeps telling me every day, you know, this is going to be ba- I think this is going to be something for you. I think there's something here for and you. And you're still playing at the restaurant. You, how long did still you Still playing yeah. at the restaurant. Um, a couple more gigs now? or like uh, Getting a couple little private things counts. here and there. Not yet. Th- Not that, yet. That was, <laughs> that, that was uh, after this hit, which, which you know, was, was another learning experience. You know, my Uncle Joe really backed me up from day one and really gave me the, the the confidence that I needed to know, you know, okay, you got to push yourself into these situations. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to do it, and he, he pushed me to it. And I had a great time on doing American Idol, and I didn't believe him when I came off. And, and he had passed very shortly after that, very yeah. suddenly. Um, and, uh, you know, and really, uh, even, even he w- didn't have the opportunity to see it see what had what had happened because he passed december 2nd and american idol airs january 15th hmm. so a little over a month later it 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 comes on and i get a little bump in followers on social media and all of a sudden you know local uh news outlets want to talk to you and things like that and hmm. you 
you kind of come out of your shell a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah. all I was 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 just being me the best I could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if I keep that up, these people want to talk to me. They put me in, the, in Newsday for like, you know, just one day because I was only on two episodes and whatever. Yeah. And I got a couple prints out of it. I met, I met some, uh, some good people at Newsday. And uh, I got a couple of little gigs like the Steakhouse, right. which was now, you know, instead of that 100, I was up to like 350. I was really. That's uh, a nice. I was, yeah, I was yeah. really hitting these people. You good. know, I had a little tip jar. And at the Steakhouse, <laughs> I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a, a wrap. I would put uh, uh, $20 in the tip jar. And, you know, all the big shots going out to the steakhouse, yeah. they, gotta, yeah. they said, ah, I'm going to give you a 58, 100 bucks. And I went, whoa. And I was, I was like, yeah, that's right, pal. Nice. <laughs> it was, it's, like, it's like the bait, right? What okay. steakhouse? It was, was J. Michael's Steakhouse. What town was that? I think it's since closed. It was on Fort Salongo Road in Northport. All right. Good, good place. Fabulous refrigeration. <laughs> Back to the heat, yeah. Right. So I, I got that gig and I, I started getting like a lot of private parties and private things like yeah. that. And I was I was making enough money where I was only delivering pizzas like once or twice a week. It was great. Nice. You yeah. know, I would still do it because I would get free food. Yeah. And like <laughs> my mother said, I'm a Gavon. Yeah. But uh, I I really it really started pumping. And then I was like, you know what? I like the it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah, but I like the work. I love doing it. I love performing for people. I would come up with shtick and make corny jokes. You know, you heard all that corny <laughs> crap. You know, I gotta uh, say, I half your act yeah. is like a comedian. I think you have a future in comedy or no, acting. No, no, no. I'm table funny. Yeah. I've talked this over with Anthony Rodia before, and this—that's yeah. another guy you gotta, you gotta heard, get in yeah. these doors. I've been watching him now. Fabulous comedian, yeah. incredible, smart man, nicest guy. I go to him. I call him up because you know how many, how many. How many people can say you got a friend who's a comedian? Yeah. So somebody says, Sal, you should try stand-up. And I thought about it. Good thing I called him first. He said, mm-hmm. Sal, there's a difference. You could be a comedian, which is, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, your stories always have to have a funny point, but it's got to be a quick one, Sal. Yeah. I like to talk. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes, Sal, you're table funny. So <laughs> I can crack some nice corny jokes. Like, you know, the reason why I, I was... Uh, I used to say this, and this was the dumbest thing, because I was in college. I really didn't know my audience. Like I said, yeah. really didn't ever, couldn't be bothered to put in the work and, and find out w- once, I, once I picked something I wanted to do. But uh, I would go on the air, and I would say, you know, I'm, I'm made for radio. Uh, my father always said I had a face for radio. A- and the dumbest, oldest, corniest, that, you didn't even crack a smile there. You see, you know, like that's 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 what I was. That's the crap I was pulling. Yeah. You know, uh, it works, so, though. Like, no, you're just funny in yourself, you know. So so I, I, I love yeah. doing that mm-hmm. uh, in, in a, and I said, man, I would love to do this with a band someday. And I would I would love I love the big band sound. I love all that. Mm. So uh, I, I said, you know what? Uh I'm I'm gonna start looking into big band charts and people who play music. And somebody had told me about uh, Black Tie Brass, which was the band yeah. that I played with here Saturday night. And uh, I was like, oh great, I, I got I gotta get a big enough gig to be able to pay for that. But I want to do it. Mm. Very excited about it. Right. I get a call on Columbus Day 
from a casting producer from America's Got Talent. And they said, Sal, we want you to come down and audition. You know, they had seen the exchange between uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez and I, uh, where she was called Harry Harry Connick Jr. I don't I don't know if he liked me or not, but <laughs> you know, he turned around to the whole entire crowd, and he goes, "Jennifer's cold. Does anyone have any suggestions?" This was at the Orpheum Theater, Hollywood Week. Yeah, keep this all. Uh, uh, I think uh, you're sounding good, but you could pull it toward you if you're. It was it was Hollywood there Week. It was Hollywood Week. It was uh uh. You can move it. I you know I yap so much that I I lose my timber after yeah. a while, but <laughs> uh, it was Hollywood Week. And uh, we were at the Orpheum Theater. It was American Idol. And ha- he turns around. Harry Connick Jr. goes, Jennifer's cold. Does anybody have any suggestions? And, of course, you know, I was 19 years old. Uh, I, was, I was hanging out with, you know, 40- and 50-year-old men, you know, at, at, at cafes and pork stores and everything like that. And Wisecracking Italians. Basically. Right. So, of course, my mind's like... Uh, Jennifer, you know, I got a nice wool coat, but it's back in my hotel room. They they ran those cameras over like, you know, like 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 it like an explosion had just had like, you know, like like uh, 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 when 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 a guy's doing a live shot for the news and a car accident happens on the opposite corner, they they, got to run over there and show the immediately show the 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 the. The horror, yeah. you know, <laughs> they come running over and they get this. So America's Got Talent now, a few months later, sees this footage yeah. and they see the kind of uh, act I do. And they're like, you know what? This guy's this guy's pretty funny, but I don't know if he's the real deal. <laughs> you know, like he's they call me up. I'm on my way home from the Columbus Day Parade. Oh, they recruited you. They call me up and they say, well, we want you to come and audition. Yeah. We want you to come and stand online and go through the process mm-hmm. and then do the producers and all that. But, but you know, they're, they're pushing me towards it. They say, have you, have you considered it? Yeah. Where they got my number, I don't know, but I'm glad they called. Where, they was, said it? Where was the audition? It was at Queens College uh, it, right off uh, Casino Boulevard mm. in, in uh, I don't know if that's Casino Park or Flushing or whatever. Uh, they... they bring you in it's a big line of people they bring you in you you audition for a producer mm-hmm. a, like a, a junior producer associate producer mine was the best her name is alexa keen she's fabulous we're, we're still in in touch to this day she calls me up That's and cool. and you know brings me back on the show and she's fantastic she sits me down and, and i was with tommy because, like I said, they, they didn't even believe it was me singing. They go, we want a video of you singing. I went right to Tommy, and I said, Tommy, you got to film a video. They don't believe it's me singing on American Idol. He goes, that's bullshit. And he goes. <laughs> that's big time Tommy the, on Insta, by the way. He, of, right. Of Murray favorite. He then. puts the, the camera in my face, and he goes, uh, he goes, sing. So I sang, it's the good life, full of fun, seems to be the ideal. He turns the camera around at the end of the, the song. He goes, how you doing? This is big time Tommy. I just want to say that was Sal the Voice singing, no background, no music, no nothing, <laughs> all him. Just <laughs> looks right into camera. Take and it says easy. <laughs> right? Sends that. I get a call five minutes later <laughs> from that from that casting producer. I she says, uh, 
we, you you gotta you gotta bring, bring him. Something. You gotta. Bring, I was wondering how he we, got the invite. We walk into the room and here's little you know Ale- Alexa Keene, you know the the most adorable little woman you've ever seen, right? Nicest nicest person you've ever met. She's she's from uh, uh, New Hampshire, right? Very 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 we, not we big time in, Tommy, yeah. right? Very not big. The opposite of big time Tommy. Yeah. The, the the if you could find a more different per- the bizarro world. Big time time. Yeah. Right. So she <laughs> she goes, she goes, uh, Sal, um, we're gonna we're gonna make this really quick. I only need ten minutes of your time. <laughs> and Tommy goes, he goes, he usually only needs two. <laughs> I look at him like, are you out of your mind? Who How says that? <laughs> Who says that? Oh, this nut. I was so wondering if Big Time Tommy was going to come up in this conversation, and I'm glad he did. Ugh. So, so <laughs> she just turns bright red <laughs> and starts laughing, and she's like, "I'm in love already." <laughs> You're in. <laughs> she goes, "But I, but I have to hear you sing, because we saw the video, and she goes, we still really don't believe it." Wow. And so I sang, and she goes, she goes, okay. My my the the three songs that I had picked were My Way, uh, Beyond the Sea and Mac the Knife, which are two Bobby Darren tunes, Beyond the Sea and Mac the Knife. My Way, the Frank Sinatra tune written by Paul Anka. Beautiful, beautiful music. And the reason why I was so set on that was because I was like, you know what, this time I'm gonna do this right. This time I'm gonna I'm gonna really prepare for it. I got a vocal coach, I I you know, I started training like you know trying to get in in physical shape to be on live television yeah uh and you know i said this time i'm really gonna take it seriously we went in i said i want to do my way because of what it means to me for what is a man what has he got a little lower i'm sorry says for what is a man for what has he got if not himself he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels my uncle joe had always told me to you know be yourself don't worry about you know the the circumstances. Don't worry about the situation. Just just see how you fit in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what he would always do. That's why he was always lighting up a room, was because he he really fit wherever he went, because he he was just that guy. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna adapt and we're gonna do it. I went out there, and I said, because I picked this song. Because I know that no matter what happens, I'm doing something that I truly believe in, that I truly enjoy. Something that I know now that I, I really love this. Yeah. I really love performing for people. Mm. Here's my opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, uh, here's, here's my moment to seize. And that's where you get that confidence from. That's where that comes from. It's having done it and failed. Mm-hmm. Having learned a really important lesson, is the AC good? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, downstairs in the basement by like the front is that room. Um, you know when you go up the ramp down there, go up the ramp and it's like in a room to the left. Yeah, on a wall. Is Alan still up here? Is Alan still around? He would know. It's right up the ramp to like a second room on the left. It's on the inside wall there. I'll come down in a minute if you can. 
Just another day. All right, we're back. You and we're back. Things, things happen. Of course, you know, you could screw things up. Uh, you fail. You learn from those mistakes. You learn from when things go wrong. And if you if you really know that you're doing everything you possibly can, you're laying it out there. That's where that confidence comes from. Right. It comes, it's a it's a learning experience. You know, you you've seen now twice how many moving parts and and you know i complain a lot of course you know i'm like oh my god i can't believe the the band agreed to do it for cheaper that was my biggest worry yeah and you had you know you you run a business with all these moving parts that could go wrong you know just just knowing that you can handle things to the best of your ability and that it, there are going to be people who are, who are going to be disappointed you're going to mm-hmm. have unhappy customers you know, yeah. we, we all do. But as long as you're giving it 110%, you know, uh, you could see here, you barely have any time for yourself when when you really are giving something that effort. And so I am so happy that now I get to dedicate, you know, 100% of my time to something I, I truly love. And I know that, that if I keep that dedication up, no matter what happens, whether it's 2020 yeah. or the real end of the world or whatever, you know, you're, you're moving, moving forward. Uh, you, you have that confidence to handle things like the situation that you handled here. You know, yeah. now, now you got to fix the AC. Yeah, well, that's you finally got power back. It's like it's like every time you and I, you know, yeah. finally step up to the plate for yeah. our at bat, I we know. get knocked in the head. I know. But Maybe we should stop hanging out. Yeah, right. When everything was going wrong with this show, I'm like, Sal, don't go skydiving. Don't go, you know, don't go base jumping. Don't, don't do, do anything, anything dangerous yeah, or yeah, stupid yeah. for a while. Don't go camping. Yeah. Because <laughs> look at me. We you got know. bears and stuff. If it if it's hot enough outside and I go camping, it starts to smell like bacon and bears come <laughs> after you. You got time for some more, Sam? Some more what? Have I? Questions? I've occupied. I've occupied. How much of your time now? No, I like it. This is great. No, yeah, and we haven't. I feel like we haven't completely scratched the surface. Um, yeah, we're diving so in. So what? So you're there. It feels like kind of the stars aligned in in that sense. You're exactly where you needed to be for America's Got Talent. Oh yeah. Talk us through. Like obviously, we saw what happened on on TV. We know where you got to. What was it? When that aired, was that a real like? Obviously, you'd had like a little taste of it with that you know, show. With America's Idol. got American Idol is American Idol is a good show to go on if you want to learn about, uh, you know, what it means to be in the industry and to break into the industry and what you need to do, uh, the the qualities you need to have, the work you need to do, the work you need to put in, um, but it's not really. A life-changing show unless you get to the later rounds right the effect on America's got talent mm. because they have the golden buzzer uh, which is a, a button that each judge has one use of every season they can hit this button and send any act who's auditioning straight through to the live rounds and you were Heidi's right I was Heidi Klum's golden buzzer the immediate effect is like that of being on a live American Idol show. It's it's life changing immediately. What yeah. were like the first few, few things that happened that was like, whoa, this is you my know. my phone crashed. 
Yeah. Really? Well, my phone, my like? cell what, phone, what, what does it look like after an this? hour, yeah. the screen went milky white and then black. Wow. That's right. And then I couldn't turn it back on. Wow. My phone was on a full charge. Yeah. And it, it, it spent the battery like within an hour and a half to two hours and wow. shut my phone down. See, these are the and details. Were, we, we were, you like, uh, were you all you know, at, at home in Bethpage watching it? Was I was, I was in my backyard. So my, my, my uh, friend Tommy, uh, Tommy Pernichari, he has a, uh, 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 a entertainment business. He does events and everything like that. He set up this big screen in my backyard. And uh, set up sound and everything. I had my friend uh, uh, Antonio bring a sausage truck <laughs> and put a sausage and peppers truck at the bottom of my driveway. The the Cadillac Club uh, of uh, uh, of Long Island at the time they they came out and lined their cars up and down my driveway. So it was like this grand entrance. You knew, wow. the, you know, I wasn't able to tell anyone. Right. It happened. Right. To, so they filmed the, the Golden Buzzer in March. This is now airing in July. Oh, what a wait. Damn. Right. Yeah. So I haven't been able to tell a soul, and I really didn't because I was like, I was like, Sal, you are not screwing this up this time. Yeah, don't jinx yeah. it. You know? Uh, and so I, I, I was waiting on this moment because of how special it was to me. It was really a life-affirming moment, this, this golden buzzer. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you, realize, you, you realize that you had an opportunity in high school to take musical theater seriously and and really truly learn something and break into that industry which is a which is a phenomenal one which is hurting right now mm. which means next year when they open back up we got to support broadway uh you know uh you have this opportunity and you miss it american idol you don't take it seriously you have this opportunity and you miss it you know you're like you have this moment where finally like you said the stars align heidi klum is a freaking icon mm -hmm. she's a supermodel she's a, a, a mother of four she has clothing lines she does three different tv shows she's jet setting all over the world and like she's she's just a fully dedicated person mm -hmm. and she sees you and thinks you have what it takes to really be somebody you know i i had doubt when i came off of american idol like i right. said and so it's it's life affirming, and the rush you get from that, the feeling you get from that. You know, I came off stage and I called uh, my aunt Netta, my my uncle Joe's wife, right. and we told him. My 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 aunt Cynthia was there, who who was my uncle Joe's best friend. Like we're all just we're like family. We've mm. spent mm. so much time together. She calls uh, Netta. I get on the phone with her. And she goes, Joe's there. He's there. You got to know he's there. Mm. Because I, I, I felt that, that immediate, like, okay, you know what? He was right. It's, this is only the beginning. And so from there on out, you really got to take it seriously. Yeah. And I, 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 went, I went hard. I, I tried, you know, uh, changing the look up as much as I can without, without really changing, you know, who I was mm. and, you know, I found these nifty uh, uh, polo shirts with the pocket, and <laughs> I wear them literally every day. I have a stack of like a hundred of them at home, mm. and uh, I I said, you know what? This is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I'm gonna do, and that helped me so much on the show.
because it is nerve-wracking going out right. and performing live yeah. in front of potentially millions of people. Yeah. You know, my first live performance on America's Got Talent was a One Direction song. They said, we're going to switch it up on you. We're going to throw something at mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Now, American Idol, the reason why I got kicked off of there was I had to do a train song. Like I said, I didn't want to deviate. I, I, was, I really didn't take it seriously. I didn't, I didn't recognize the opportunity there, but here I did. Yeah. So I, I just sat down, and I was like, I sat with myself, and just, just like every serial killer known to man, I just <laughs> talked to myself for a minute, like out loud, outside the Dolby Theater, mm. where, they do, where, they, where they film the, the Oscars. Yeah. They, I'm like, Sal? Oh, yeah, it was a story of my life or whatever. Story of my life. But it was cool because you made it your own. Because... You know, it's funny when you, uh, I was watching on YouTube. I'm we like, got what? a lot of I got a lot of help from 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 these two guys, Simon and Graham and Sony Music. Yeah. They they put together a phenomenal arrangement. And I was like, Sal, you just got to throw yourself at it. Mm. You got to throw yourself into it. Mm. You can't be scared of the outcome. You know, like we we really were scared of this outcome last week mm. with the with this show. You, you can't you can't be that way, not in business or in life. You really have to just throw yourself at it. So I did. Mm. And I got through the the quarterfinals to the semifinals, at which point I went to this guy, Simon and uh, not Simon Cowell, different Simon, different <laughs> Brit. A lot of Simons. I said, Simon. You got to let me do you got to let me do that's life. He said. You got it. Because he, he told me, he goes, listen, yeah. if Sal, if you nail this, this One Direction song, because Simon really put, put it on them. Simon's yeah. an, an executive producer. He makes a lot of money every time that song comes on TV with, yeah. that, with that One Direction. <laughs> but you made so, it your own because I was listening to it. I'm like, what? I know this song, but like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I knew I knew it, but it didn't click that it was One Direction because you really you know did what? it all. You know what? I'm going to have someone write an arrangement for you on the 22nd. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate it to, to, <laughs> to my friend Tim. He's a big one direction. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. really is. Uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, if you could do watermelon sugar. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's we a good one. And Harry Styles. Know, <laughs> one Direction was on what? Watermelon uh, uh, Britain's yeah. Got Talent or X Factor uh, no. Britain? Do you know what? It w yeah, it was our X Factor. X Factor Britain. Yeah. Simon you know, Cowell conglomerate as well. Right. Simon, Simon Cowell is a legend. Oh, yeah. Especially oh. over there. You yeah. know, the, the, the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. What, no. Uh, Spice um, Girls. The Spice Girls. The Pussycat Dolls. What the <laughs> no, hell is the matter well, with me? He founded like the Spice uh, Girls. Nicole. Yeah, he he found the Spice well, no, Girls. But what wow. Simon are you talking about? Because the other one. I'm talking about Simon Cowell. But the other Simon that you're referencing is is works in the Spice Girls. for Sony. He's yes. he's and he was very instrumental. Instrumental, instrumental at, with with Psycho. But his boss Simon mm. is telling him, "You gotta, you gotta." Have him sing this One Direction song. Yeah. I want to see something, right? Uh, uh, and he's saying, Sal, if you do this, I will let you pick the next song, I swear. Right. And that was a big order because some songs could be very expensive to put on television. Yeah. So I go down to him after, after I get through the, the quarterfinals. I said, Simon, I want to do that. That's life. Mm -hmm. He said, okay. I said, I, said, I want you to, to film me. Going down Palm Drive in Beverly Hills, right past Simon Cowell's house, mm. because I was so like, I, I I was like Simon Simon, you really owe me for this one, yeah. And and he laughed. I said I want to I want to roll a Cadillac, 
right down, right, right past Simon's house. He goes, okay. He goes, well, I might have to get that cleared. I said, I know it, it seems expensive, but hear me out. You're going to do B-roll with me and Tommy anyway. You, you're going <laughs> to do, I know what I, I, I was, I was like, you know, I don't know who I was at this point. <laughs> you're directing now. I, now right. You're di- I go, I know you guys are going to do a, a video package with us this week. I can get the car for free. Mm. He said, what? I said, I know this old guy, Frank Corrente, old Italian guy from Rhode Island. I got a guy. guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. He's on La Cienega Boulevard in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Frank Corrente's Cadillac Corner. He specializes in vintage Cadillacs. I want to roll a vintage Cadillac right down past Simon Cowell's house on Palm (laughs) Drive. And I want my license plate. The license plate on my Continental is That's Life. You've seen it it here on, on Saturday, right? And I said, I want to sing That's Life. I want to roll down Palm Drive, and I don't care who sees my license plate. I'm just so happy to. I said, I said, Simon, I'm just so happy to be here, because for the first time in my life, I felt like you know I took that chance, and and I really I I I threw myself into it, and something good came of it. I got through to another round, and then after that, got through to the final round and sang Mac the Knife, which is the first song I sang for for anybody really, mm. uh, uh, back in the day, and. I I came off the show and I said, you know what? If you just do this right, and I had a lot of good friends who were instrumental in helping me uh, make a good living uh, uh, the past few years, I was able to produce a couple of records on my own, mm. uh, you know, which is it's not cheap, but no. I've been really, really blessed. I have great fans. Uh, I, I get to perform all over the world. Mm. Uh and you know, if you if you if you try and you fail and you learn from that from that, and you pull it all together, and you give it a hundred and fifty percent, and you throw yourself into situations that might be a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. that you might hey, you know, I I said I said to Tim even after we did it with sixty people, I said I'm so grateful because I know I know you lost money, but I'm so grateful that you did. And sometimes you got to do that. But you gotta you gotta have the the confidence, if you mm-hmm. will, that if you do those things and if you follow through, that good will come of it. Maybe not immediately. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have the facilities to make that record immediately after coming off the show. Mm. I really had to uh, get things in order. You know, any business is difficult to navigate. You know, yeah. I've, I've I've had my fair share of poor experiences, let's call them, mm. but you 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 move forward, and you know like this this is a this has been a whole crazy thing here with yeah. the with the the governor and then the lights and now <laughs> the air conditioning, <laughs> and you just roll with the punches thank God we got drinks Th- those don't you don't really need anything except ice yeah but we I, got I, AC and we got AC we're good. Just, just in time, I'm schwitzing. Is that it? You want a beer? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. I got to do some editing this time. We can Jimmy yeah. in here. Too. You leave that in there, though. Yeah, no. I'm going <laughs> to leave a lot of it in. Leave that in there. You want a beer? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're back again with AC. My glasses are starting <laughs> to fog up. <laughs> yeah. No one has to go to the gym tonight because 
This is the sauna episode of Employees Only. You know, you one would think that I put these glasses on because I saw the set and I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be intellectual, at least look smart. No, I, I went into a pool yesterday with contacts on, uh-huh. and my eyes started to burn like, cra- like the littlest things. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been so careful with this COVID, wearing a mask everywhere I go. I wipe the, I wipe the shopping cart down. I, yeah. I spray the packages with Lysol. And yet I'm not careful enough to protect my my contacts, my eyes, to not open my eyes in a swimming pool <laughs> full of chlorine. Yeah. And now I gotta wear glasses. I'm right there with you, Sal. I got On the most humid day of the year. <laughs> yeah, you're fogged. Tim, up. every time I've walked outside the house, gotten out of the car, and from any air conditioned space, yeah. To this soup outside, right. I go completely blind. And with the mask as well, even in sunglasses, just it looks like my shower mirror in here, you know. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I got so much water in my ear the other, the other day at the beach. I had oh to get God, my ear sucked out at an ear doctor yesterday. <laughs> we're falling apart. Is this Ru- what? <laughs> this is we're getting old. <laughs> Finish the story. Well, Ruby, she's talking to me in the office, and she's talking. I don't hear anything. She's like, Tim. <laughs> I was like, what? I had so much water and stuff in there. We're getting old. And then <laughs> What's the story? Oh, and then I got water in my ear again last in night in the shower. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have the headphones in. Yeah. So Sal can't see. <laughs> I can hear. And you're coming to us for concert advice? Is this what is this what your late twenties are like? Yeah. Is this is this what it is? <sighs> Poor old people. I'm gonna be twenty five. Quarter century. Wow. You have a quarter quarter life crisis or anything? My, my coming up. Yeah, my oh. youngest. When is your birthday? My, my youngest baby cousin, um, August twenty sixth. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah, my Very my soon. youngest my youngest baby cousin just graduated high school, and I was like, I feel old. Wow, I feel old. Not like you know, uh, yeah. I, I gotta wear glasses every time I come out of the pool. Mm. I'm falling apart. I'm almost thirty. That's life. Guys. That's life. <laughs> That's it. That's life. A cup. We'll do a couple more. Uh, screw it. We'll do a couple. You know, I guess a lot more. Um. You were talking about going all over the world. You know, obviously, you've seen, you know, America's Got Talent has propelled you to a, a life of fame and tours and everything. It's been good to me. Yeah. Do you remember, what was your first tour? Like, what was your first, like, Sal, you're playing these gigs. You're going, like, not was, in New York, let's say. I you was know, just sent on a plane. It was, uh, we finished the show September 16th. I think my first, my first gig was uh, October or November 15th. One question as well. So, you know, you said there was like that, um, the gap between the filming and the, was that just for the audition? So then after that big yeah, it was first show, well the, then you went through to the live there was, shows. There was the first show and then there was like a music week and then yeah. there was the live shows. And the live shows was like a constant rush yeah. from and you're out in July. Yeah, from yeah. July through August into September. And wow. if you make it to the end and then the, the Christmas show and everything, I spent yeah. all that time in L.A. And wow. I loved L.A. Really? I, it was so cool. It was so different. There mm-hmm. were mountains like close to the city and everything and the right, lights yeah. and the hills. And it was it was mesmerizing. The beach yeah. and the weather was so perfect. I, you know, yeah, I was so taken aback by it. And then you plunged. Right back at home <laughs> with your normal life. That's with your mom I mean. and your dad. For like a month. Yeah. You you know, they they really, you know, that kind of lifestyle kind of like infanticizes you. Is yeah. that the right word? Infanticize? Am I does it does it bother you that we butcher the English language in America? She no. just cause she sounds no, you know, she incriminate me, yeah. Yeah. You that's know? a myth, and that then, whole like yeah. British proper thing, I think. 
I've been here a long time. So well, no, we say I'm we so say words I'm, I'm incorrectly. Why do you think I have like we use we use words <laughs> incorrectly all the time? Yeah. Like you know how much it pisses off like like off the boat Italians that we say mozzarella. Yeah. I can't get hungry. That I'm actually that. trying to stop saying mozzarella. I'm trying to say mozzarella more and more and more just because, like, it's the right way yeah. to say it. Yeah. She, I she thinks. I can't get hung up on things, right? When, yeah. I, when I came here 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I played soccer. That's, you know, what brought me here. And I swore to my family, swore to my dad, Dad, I'll never call it soccer. <laughs> like, because that was... Oh, and you just did twice. And after... Well, ding, no, ding, ding. So after a week of being... I went to Hofstra. After a week of telling people, oh, yeah, I play football... The looks I got, I was like, all right, giving up on that. Two weeks. Soccer. I've called it soccer ever since. Wow. To the shame. She yeah. asked me to go for a cycle one time. Are we the only oh. country that calls it soccer? Absolutely. Like, we're the you, only country yeah. that uses gallons? <laughs> Don't give me something. And the yards. Even, uh, and when yards. it gets into metrics and stuff, even I'm so mixed up now. You know, I get in trouble for ACs, actually, are a problem spot for me because I still think of temperature differently. ACs, yeah, right? To Celsius, degrees, you know. right? Oh, I thought you meant. I was AC, going to. Like, I was yeah, going to. I, I did a gig in London, mm. my first time in London, and they said it was going to be twenty-four degrees. Right, so I packed <laughs> this exactly, ridiculous jacket because yeah. my mother was like, "And it's probably going to be <laughs> raining, so you better dress warm, or you're going to get pneumonia." Yeah. And then I get there, and it's hot yeah oh that's heat wave. <laughs> what is it's april degrees. and it's boiling. 74 degrees or something yeah. outside 72 degrees whatever that is yeah yeah in, in celsius is like twice was it 21 i don't know i never quite nailed i don't know i don't know i i can't hot. I, that's I, a summer that's an august day from that's now on from listen i started asking your I, agent didn't say like hey sal like i know. said we, we, <laughs> we act much older than than we are in in a lot of respects <laughs> and and you know i ask siri all the time now i don't even bother to think about about it yeah mm. uh uh but you know which which is it just another way it's it's, it's infanticize i think it, when when they, when you you're made yourself. when you're made to feel like a baby when people treat you okay. like that's what that's what that show being on a, a reality show does to you. being on any set of any live television they treat you like a king there's mm. a craft services i mean listen yeah. the first thing of course i say is about the food but then the makeup people and the wardrobe people right. and the and the, the the choreography people and all the producers and the story producers and everyone everyone is just so enamored with you for like mm. what six weeks yeah and then boom you're at home taking out the garbage right, right. getting yelled at you know so uh, my first traveling gig mm. that I had to get on a plane for and it was the first of of I I'm on a plane in a, in a normal situation i'm on a plane like every other week mm. yeah back and forth sometimes you know during the christmas season i do like between six and eight flights in, mm. in a single week wow. it's nuts boca raton for a bat mitzvah that was my first gig get out of here boca raton well i'm sorry it was for a bat bar mitzvah it was a set of twins wow. there was a boy and a girl and they were doing a you know a joint mitzvah yeah you know must have been some mitzvah in boca though oh <laughs> man you don't even know you don't imagine. even know, you know. I, I, another great thing about about this and about traveling for a living and about you know, uh, uh, doing something like America's Got Talent, which is not only national, it's multinational. As people watch these videos in so many different countries, uh, you get exposed to so many different people. Growing up on Long Island, and I think you can mm -hmm. agree with me, uh, you really don't 
Leave. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's no. like a big fishbowl. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, it's a gr- and it's an amazing place. And in, in many regards, it's kind of like, uh, I, I'll tell you guys as an outsider, like, obviously, and you know this, like, you've got the best of so many worlds. You know, you're in arm's reach of the biggest city ever. You're in arm's reach of the perfect beach. But, um, yeah, I, I was staggered by that, how there's... On one hand, yeah, there's no need to leave. Yeah, but like but we're, then, we're, yeah. On, we're in arm's reach to Broadway, some of the greatest theater in the world, and yet mm. we never go. Uh, we yeah, go see oh. Jersey Boys four times in a <laughs> row. Like that's, yeah. yeah you want to go see Jersey Boys yeah. and hit rails? Like sure, yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. So some of my Long Island we, we, we really, in the <laughs> we really don't, we really don't branch out from what yeah. we know, and that that whole traveling thing, you know, that was the. F- I went to Catholic school. That was my first bar mitzvah. Yeah, mm. you know, I've never been to one. I, I I had never been to one, yeah, yeah. so it was it was uh, my my first really cool experience there, yeah. and then and then you know in in no time we were going out to California to San Diego. I was I was flown into a a gig on a helicopter, Whoa. like they were doing this James Bond theme night, right? And there's this famous <laughs> photo of Frank Sinatra coming out of a helicopter with a cocktail. Oh, right? I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> we go. It's me and and, and Tommy, and little Tommy, oh, not, not big, big Tommy, Tommy. Oh, little Tommy. Damn. And uh, <laughs> we're we're going to um, uh, this this hangar, and he goes, "Listen, it's not a big deal." I'm like terrified of flying at this point. I've only been on like you know a few at that point, yeah. and I'm still terrified of flying. And now he's gonna put me on a helicopter. I just flew across the country, mm. and now you're gonna put me in a helicopter. Big ball of glass with a blade on top yeah you know right. like if the wind blows the wrong way you can't fly a helicopter mm. you know so i'm all nervous we show up and we meet our pilot right his name's his name's malibu malibu chuck right <laughs> i don't want a guy i don't want my pilots this guy's a stunt pilot uh-huh. for red bull wow. right He's the guy in the videos. If you ever see like those Red Bull Daredevil videos, yeah, yeah. he's the guy barrel rolling a helicopter, like Jeez. and and flipping it like Jeez. right yeah. upside down the, and everything. Red Bull Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is nuts. Add on to that. See now, I I I, I poked fun at our friend over here for wearing flip flops the other night Didn't without without his knowledge. <laughs> I work. I looked, I looked, I, I, he was coming over to talk to me and we were talking about serious things about the show. And every time he would come over and talk to me, I would be looking at his feet because he was wearing jeans and flip flops. Prince Timmy. It's a bit, listen, listen, it's a Long Beach thing. I get it. <laughs> I'm moving out in a couple of weeks. It's, it's a Long Beach thing. It's a summer, summer right? It's so 400 degrees outside. Right, 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 right. Let's not get sidetracked. What do you think of the Sperry's? Is that better? That's, listen, you're getting there. You're getting there. I'm going to wear some you know, just try some socks. Yeah, work boots next time. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. No, Alan makes fun of me for it all the time. So, so this guy, this guy Malibu Chuck, is in a suit, like a black and white suit, because it's a it's a James Bond theme. Mm-hmm. And I look down, and he's wearing flip flops. And I go to him, <laughs> I go, "You're gonna change your shoes, right? Because they tell you you can't drive a car yeah. with flip flops. Like you get right. a ticket. I think you get a ticket for that in New York." Driving a car with flip flops. It's not a safe ask. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, do what you want. This guy is about to fly me in a helicopter with flip flops on. That's very wow. California. And yeah. I said, I looked at Tommy and he just starts laughing. 
So I now have to fly in on this helicopter. No wonder Frank was drinking. Right. He pours me a cocktail. <laughs> I couldn't even sip it. I had this thing clenched between my legs, tr- trying not to get it on my suit, mind you. Yeah. My, right. my tuxedo. Now, now we're in tuxedo in territory. Tux- <laughs> right. They're, they're paying me tuxedo money. You know, you got to dress up. So now I'm, I'm clutching this drink. We're flying across. And I'm supposed to walk off. I'm supposed to step off of this helicopter like I've done it a million times. Mm. And I, I, I step out. I step off. We take the picture. Right? How'd it come out? I hand someone my drink. Yeah. I put both knees on the ground and kiss it. (laughs) And then I get up, I take the microphone and I start my set. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I was, I was like, uh, besides myself. (laughs) This was, this was two months after coming off of this, this whirlwind ride, this show. Mm. And it was nuts. You know, those experiences, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in North Dakota uh, uh, in January, you know. That was this year, right? What that was, was uh, last, it was, it was 19, January oh. 19, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I, I, I drove on a lake, you know. Wow. So, so something like this, you know, could, could really, it changes your life. It really does. Mm. I, I've, I've changed so much. I've. I really learned to not only appreciate uh, opportunity more, mm. but uh, I've, I've learned to appreciate the world around me. You know, I, I've learned to appreciate my family because I, I travel so much yeah. and I, I'm, I'm, I, I miss some things sometimes. Mm. You know, at least I, I always try to make it home for whatever my goddaughter's doing. Like I put it, I put it on a calendar before mm-hmm. and told uh, uh, an agent, listen, I don't care how much... That is the day of my goddaughter's kindergarten graduation, and mm. I need to be there. Mm. You know, you, you, you learn the importance of, of family. You know, you, you take, you got to take yourself seriously. Uh, and, you know, it's just, the, it's just the name of the game. Since then, it's been, it's been fabulous, though. Life has been, I don't know, it's, uh, you run out of words to say, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. After two and a half hours. <laughs> We're almost done. Well, that was a good little segue, though. But a couple more. No, it is cool that America's Got Talent and the singing has brought you all around the world and everything like that. That's definitely not something that everyone gets to experience. And we, c- I'm definitely going to come to one of your shows on the road because I've been to the pickup truck tour. I've seen you at Mulcahy's. Is this the first? Was you know? Now I've s- I know you've seen me live at like you know at at theaters and, yeah. and stuff like that, but. This is the first time I performed at Mulcahy's with with my band. I came here, yeah. Mike Del Mike Del Judice, as you guys call him. Uh-huh. It's Mike Del Gadicha. I, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I I had to talk with him right on stage, right in front of everybody. But he's been We're kind Irish. enough. It's Del Judas to us. He's been kind enough to open up the stage to me. But I think yeah. this is the first time you've seen me in black tie brass. That's true. Under the Mulcahy's half lights uh, uh, roof. No, under the half lights. Under the half lights. Yes. Yeah. Next right. time will be the full, the full Monty. You know. That's right. I saw you at Trinity too. That was good. That's yeah. with the band. That was that was just like that was nice because I of how special that place was to me, to come back. You know, when I when I have these shows, where it's not that there's not a lot of pressure, where it, it really means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, this meant a lot to me. This meant so much to me. So I think this is really the first time you saw me 
you know, really yeah. rip it. Yeah. Really rip it. Yeah. I'm we, excited. We've been locked up for five months. Yeah. Now we got August 22nd. We got September 12th. What I want to do is like. We're going to pack them out 11%. <laughs> it's going to be the best 11, 10, 11% you'll ever see. Ever. Sure. I had a question. Because, you know, me and the guy Rick here booked the bands. Like, we always, like, we're not a corporate place. People are like, oh, like, who's, like, I, I'm talking to the agents. They're like, oh, you have loaders? I'm like, yeah. They're like, who gets the food? I'm like, like, us, you know? Like, here, like, me and Rick and, you know, Ruby and everyone. Like, like we book the band. We pick up their food. We load, in, we load them out. We do everything. So we're a family place, and we like to take care of people like family, like the biggest bands, and I think they appreciate that. What are some things when you go to venues that, like, you really appreciate or that you really hate? Like, say, you get in there, you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or wherever the hell you are, and certain things you really appreciate that a venue does and well, certain things you really hate because this is just from my own knowledge. Or have any venues you know, stood out we, to you? We, we yeah, or any venues that say, like, wow, they really took care of me at oh, X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like um, the Palace Theater in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, uh, there's a woman there, and... God forgive me, I, I can't remember her name. Um, they probably won't say this anyway. So. But I, I know, I know. But I, I feel bad because yeah. her escarole and bean soup is like the highlight of my year. I do the, I do this theater every December or January. I think this this time I'm doing it in January, just after New Year's. Yeah. And uh, beautiful old theater, the Stadium Theater in Rhode Island, in Woonsocket, Woonsocket, <laughs> Rhode Island. Uh, fantastic people, things like that. You remember. Mm. Um, a lot of these places, a lot of these performing arts centers are volunteer, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. Like, you know, I don't I don't play tremendous venues. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, maybe I'll get there one day. But the performing arts centers, the the a lot of the, the volunteer organizations, they, they really do a fantastic job. Good. Um, you go to a place like Mulcahy's, like the Paramount, and I'm sorry to to mention it okay. we we had mentioned by the way when we set up this show that we're going to get everyone together we're going to break bread because i think <laughs> that that all these guys would get along yeah you know very it, it, i'll tell you them? the way you treat it the way you treat it i'll i'll say this i'll say this because i'm a i'm a very i've heard they treat well i'm a diplomatic I, person I, I hope they take care of my co-friends a yeah. reason why you you come back to a place you know like uh, you know and, and 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 you know my type of music is really not what they do at paramount or mulcahy's mm -hmm. mm. but you bring an artist in and you embrace them in their genre you do the, the the best you suit them the best possible way you can and then you treat them like family that's what makes you want to come back what makes you not want to go back is you know one of the biggest parts about selling out a show, you could, you know, there are bands who, and there are acts, and there are, there are artists who sell out a room the, the night, the second they announce it, yeah. and that's fantastic. Uh, then there are acts who, uh, you know, like I, had j I just appeared on America's Got Talent. I hadn't even had a record out yet. So there was public knowledge of me mm -hmm. but people didn't know really where to find me yeah so a venue that does the proper promotion locally yeah you know because granted an agent can go and and spend the money on 
on ads and stuff on on Facebook and you know maybe no, it's a team effort with them. It should be at least. Yeah. But at least you know the venue could get local publicity going, mm. and that's something that you know some places have failed to do. And then you'll do a show there, right? Yeah. You won't quite sell out, and you'll wonder why. Mm. And then you know because you boosted it, and you posted yeah. it, and everything, and it's the right size room for you, and you you. You're almost like you're like, oh my god, am I, am I, am I waning? Right? Like, what is yeah. this? Is this going away? And then you you post on Facebook or or Instagram or you post on social media anyway, and you say had a fantastic time in such and such town, and then you get a slew of comments. I didn't even know you were here. Oh, I hate mm. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like like, I've had there's a um there's a there's a Booker. She's down in in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And she's fantastic because what she'll do is she'll she contacts the local paper, the local news, everything gets it everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And then she has these these like little roadside billboards that she like almost like um like a real estate agent would set up mm. for like an open house. Yeah, yeah. And she puts it like in the area of the theater, this little downtown area, mm-hmm. and you could sell out on walk-ups alone. Yeah. But but. When you do that kind of, of press, it's usually sold out two and three weeks before. You don't have to worry about it. Mm. You know, so... And there's bonuses for artists. Definitely a know, venue that's yeah. more proactive about that. Because there have been venues that were more reactive mm-hmm. and, you know, put it on the news, you know, the if day before, well, yeah. the day of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people will rush. And then at the end of the show, be like, oh, my God, if I didn't see you on, you know... Like, let's say in Philly, if I didn't see you on Fox 29, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have known you were here. Yeah. So a venue that works in, I, I guess that makes sense because I hate when, like, we'll book a band. And that that's why I love Vegas. Why? Because they just. Because they put you on a everywhere. billboard. Yeah. They put you on planes. <laughs> they, and, yeah. Like, somebody hits a button in Vegas and then every digital screen yeah. in a 10-mile radius, whether you're in Henderson or Summerlin or whatever, you're, 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 you're seeing this axe face who's going to be at this hotel mm. who's going to be at this hotel casinos are really uh i mean they have granted they have almost unlimited money yeah no they have it to a science and mm. unlimited money. they have it yeah. down to a science but especially the promoting part like i do uh what's now called rivers casino in in philadelphia um and we sell out every time reason being they put a giant they put my face <laughs> on the pen turnpike Mm. and 95 yeah to the point where i get friends you know busting my balls about <laughs> like they'll they'll be driving up from ocean city or whatever yeah. from like you know from spring break and send me a picture of my face on the side of <laughs> yeah. 95 which you know as it as works f- yeah. it works yeah. mm. it works so you know you want to be taken care of mm-hmm. right which is great, but you also want to know that the venue is as invested into the show, especially when it's not a four-wall. You know, when you four-wall a show, it's on you. Yeah. But when a venue's bringing you in, you want to know that you have a partner, you know, that someone's going to help you move those tickets. It's good mm. to know. Yeah. It's very helpful. Um, what's your favorite Vegas story? You had, to, you had to bring it up. Opening for Leno. Oh, yeah. You I opened for Leno. Jay Leno. Yeah. Which is like, you know... To some people, it might be like, so what? You no, open. he's a legend. Nice, iconic, yeah. yeah. This guy is, you want to know Jay Leno. Yeah. You want to you wanna know, you want to meet that guy 
You want to maybe if you could spend a few minutes with with Jay Leno, you you do whatever you can. Great guy, amazing guy. Really talk to uh, talk to me and Tommy, big Tommy, <laughs> for an hour right. about cars in his denim suit, which yeah. like you know, Jay Leno. Uh, uh, he wears the same thing every day. I've, yeah, I've seen him in that denim thing. Right, he wears yeah. a suit when he does a show, but he's always dressed in that in that denim, <laughs> always. Right, uh, but his focus is not on the way he dresses. His focus is on his his shows, his life, his, his stand up, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you want to know, but so humble, so down to earth. Mm. You know, that's why I was like, I don't care if I wear. People see me in the same T-shirt every day. Yeah, I know it's not the same shirt. Yeah. It's just what I like. I went to Catholic school for how many years? <laughs> I didn't have to think about what I wore in the morning. I miss uniforms. Yeah. I just it put this. It's got a little pocket yeah. for stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. it's it's fantastic. Jay Leno just makes, you know, life work for him. Mm. He does his show in Vegas. He hops on his plane and he's home in a half an hour awesome. at Van Nuys. Nice. It's fantastic. How did it come about, the Jay Leno show? Uh agent named John McEntee, one of the only Irishmen in Hollywood, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, God bless him. God bless him. Uh, he, he calls me up and he's like, Sal, I was just on a plane with Jay Leno. And I brought you up in conversation. And I said, you guys would love each other. He's a, he's a big uh, uh, Cadillac guy. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? And Jay goes... Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I love that guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. He calls me up. He goes, I got your room at the at the the Mirage Hotel. I got your mother a room at the Mirage. I got Tommy a room at the Mirage. <laughs> he said, all you got to do is pack your bags. Mm. I'll pay you. All that. This was this was uh, I remember the date. It was November 3rd. Nice. It was it was. Right, almost. I had just come home from Boca, and now I'm, uh, I thought, "Oh my God, my first bar mitzvah! How how crazy, how insane!" Yeah. Hey, you want to come to Vegas next week and and play for Leno? I said, "Yeah." That's I went cool. and I did it. I'm so glad I did. It was my first Vegas experience, and one of my most memorable. Truly, nice. one of my most memorable. I I performed for uh, Tony Robbins. No way. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins yeah, yeah. Uh, came in and did a, had a big talk at, in Vegas. And they wanted, uh, they wanted, he said, he wanted to tell a story about somebody who, you know, uh, uh, had confidence and, yeah. and got it done. Because that's a, basically that six minutes of America's Got Talent that he's referring to as the audition. Yeah. It's like this, people use it as this inspirational clip and, you know. It's not even like they really know what's behind it. It's they just good. they and then they bring you out and you sing a couple songs. Mm. But uh, you know, performing with a big band in Vegas uh, was was tremendous because you're you're standing on the same sand that Sinatra did, that Dean Martin did, that you know, uh, uh, so many amazing acts. You know, uh, even uh, Celine Dion, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, you know. Everyone's everyone's had a had a had a residency in Vegas, mm. and now you're playing here with a big band, to a to a crowd, and they they made the theater look like uh, uh, you know, like Art Deco, like vintage New York. It was it was wow. incredible, like yeah. you know, 
Vegas is the reason why it skeeves me out. <laughs> you seem to like it, you know. I really do. The reason why it skeeves me out is because it, it, you could literally get anything you want in Las Vegas at any time. Mm. Yeah. There is no concept of day or night. I know. 100%. You could lose your your entire life savings or hit for millions of dollars. Mm. And that's what the whole the whole town is this is this crazy bedlam. It's like a <laughs> the whole entire city of Las Vegas right. is like a loud noise. Yeah. Right. You only need to wake up. Not like New York. New York New York is a is a is a is a symphony of noises. Yeah. It's the horns and the people and the, the people cursing at each other on the corner with the right. bicycle and the and the taxi, right? It's a Las Vegas is just a, a It's so over the top. It's a constant right. buzz. Yeah. Right. You know. And it, it, it like it skeeves me out just because like I feel like if I spend too much time there, yeah. I will just I will lose myself right. into this you know this this world of yes yeah and it's almost like disney for adults it's like it's right. not the real world it's it's not sin city it's, it's well that is, and you don't often hear like oh i'm going to vegas for two weeks like you just need a week no it's like you need three days yeah. it's like suspended yeah. reality <laughs> right. you need to come back down to earth like you need to be like oh my god oh wow okay I'm okay surprised Tommy it came is back. magical okay i can't walk on the sidewalk with a with a three foot tall <laughs> Frozen In margarita. Montoya, yeah. yeah. No, it's not going to well, work. When I was there, I was like, I c- I'm shocked how many people bring their kids. Uh, I'm like, this is not a place for kids. I'm walking around at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Mm. And there's like, there's like, I mean, listen, I don't judge people, yeah. right? Do what you want. You know, you, listen, you could have amazing values and still love to gamble, right? Yeah, love yeah. love to bl- play blackjack and think your kid's a good luck charm. And your kid may like to enjoy watching you, yeah. right? All that said, I see a kid. He is going to set up a table for him, like a like a with a chair and a t- like a foods. Yeah. You know, like they set up the table in your room when they bring room service. Right, right. Yeah. right. You you like people you don't you guys out. don't look like you order no, room I know service like yeah, I do. Yeah, the little one. Yeah. No, 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 no. They they gotta they gotta. You tell them. Listen, when when you when you when you're uh, when when you eat to to make yourself happy in life. You tell the the lady at the at the food service desk, hey, mm-hmm. uh, it's for two people. Yeah. Because the amount of food you order, it, she's it, in the it, shower. It would almost be know. embarrassing <laughs> to tell them, this is no, it's just for me. How yeah. many people dining? Two. They bring the big table. Yeah, yeah. This kid has this big table set up, right? And it's just him, but he does not care. Yeah. He's got cookies. He's got chicken tenders. He's got mozzarella sticks. Mom and dad are at the. The blackjack table just just behind him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know if the the adults are having a conversation over here, you, the kid yeah, is the occupied. Kids table at Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> right. And he's just chilling there. They set up a table. I, well, uh, I think it was Planet Hollywood. That sounds like a Planet Hollywood type <laughs> yeah. thing that happened. But you know, it, it was it was it was crazy to I see. Know. It was nuts. Mm. It is like suspended reality, Las Vegas. I I love it for that. It's good to go. Florida is a place you can live. You well, you could stay for a week yeah, because yeah. it's it's slow, right? If you have a weekend, no matter how f- long the flight is to to Las Vegas, don't mm. don't even think about that, because the way you got to think about it is Las Vegas is three hours behind us. Mm. It takes five hours to fly to Las Vegas. So really, really, truthfully, 
it's only two hours to get there if you if you <laughs> chop it imagine. up the right way. Yeah. And then you fly home. You take the red eye. You take the night flight out on Sunday. Mm. You're here five o'clock in the morning on Monday. Ready for work. You you you, you <laughs> know you <laughs> crack open a five hour energy. Keep one in your <laughs> pocket for for, for when two o'clock rolls around yeah. and you are flying. <laughs> Vegas is a place you could just go for a weekend, and that's mm-hmm. all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. And I you always I always give myself a day to hung over and see the sights and, and then I leave. That's my that's my game plan. Well, that's the thing as well. Vegas, you could arrive any time of day and you're, you're good to go. Oh, Doesn't Tuesday matter. morning now. Yeah. It's, it's fun. But, but, you know, Vegas now to me is so much more than the, the, the going out and the partying. Really, the yeah. nightlife because Vegas is famous for the nightlife, yeah. the shows, mm. the events, mm. the clubs. Uh, you know, I, I being a performer, I'm going down there. It's either just me or me and a roadie. Yeah. Mm. You know? Or me, Rody, in a band. Which then you, you go out to the bars, you have a little more fun. But, you know, Vegas to me had to become something else. If I was really going to make the most out of being there. They have, you can go quadding in the yeah, desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. The coolest thing ever. I'm jumping rocks and dunes and stuff mm-hmm. in a quad. I'm ripping. They're mm-hmm. like, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want us to just leave it in gear for you? I'm like... Do I have to? Yeah. And they said, we don't care if you burn this thing up. And I said, thank you. <laughs> mm. I was just bah, bah, ripping up hills and stuff. I, I've been to a shooting range where yeah. you can shoot a Tommy gun, mm. which is like, you know, you got to do it once yeah, like yeah. the movies, you know, like mm. um, in Home Alone. Yeah. When, <laughs> right. when I'll give you to the count of 10 to get you lousy, <laughs> you lousy, rotten, good for nothing carcass off my property. One. Two, ten. <laughs> yeah. Ten. <laughs> I missed Mary, that out there. Oh, it's, you've got to do it at least once. Yeah. you, you got to go there. There's, the Hoover Dam is like a 45-minute ride. You're standing on something, first of all, an incredible uh, feature of engineering, mm-hmm. feat of engineering, uh, that was built, you know, before I think even women had the right to vote. Like, this is how old this thing is, right? And it's... You could stand on it and be in two different time zones. You're mm. in two different states, in Arizona and Nevada at the wow. same time. It's incredible. The view of Lake Mead, this oasis in the middle of the desert, as you come down the mountain towards... It's it's an incredible experience. Yeah. You know, that's when... I think after going to Vegas a few times, and most recently in October, and, and doing you know a, a few different activities like the, the quadding, um, I said, you know what? I've flown, you know, speaking of touring, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I do a lot of one-offs for private gigs. Yeah. So I'm always going to these really remote parts of the country that I would never really have a show in because yeah. who the hell is following Sal the Voice in North Dakota, <laughs> you know? The one Italian family. Listen, I got Jersey, Boston, Chicago <laughs> on lock, you know, uh, uh Probably in witness protection, the guys. London, Paris, you know, mm. I, I'm, I'm doing private stuff, and I'm only there for a couple of days, and I have to turn around. But after doing Vegas, I said, you know what? I want to see this country. Mm. So I was, I was heading out to California in February, right before this, this nonsense went down. Mm-hmm. And I said, boy, I want to drive there. Yeah. I said, I want to see what's in between you know, what, what I miss when I'm on a plane. Yeah. Really, you know, once you, you got you to gotta really g- open yourself up to, to those experiences. Seeing the Moab for the first time. You know, 
especially now when talking about a Vegas vacation seems like a pipe dream to some people. Yeah. Mm. Money lost and, and a lot of people uh, were laid off and, you know, th- th- this has been a really difficult time. A lot of people are struggling. There's so much you could do to, uh, to broaden your horizons and to really see this country and see the beauty of it. Well, you don't have to go to Vegas mm. because just outside of Vegas, there's that, that, that dam. Mm. I drove through the Moab Desert in Utah. Mm. I think the population in Utah is like less than Nassau County mm. alone, <laughs> right? But there's so much untouched beauty, and that's yeah. free. Well, free. It's the cost of gas to get out there. Right. Basically you know, yeah. uh, uh, if you could find a, a couple of days, it's not very expensive. And you could really get a, a real appreciation for this country, for the world around you. Listen, I'll take Vegas any day over over Utah. Yeah. But change uh, it up. You, you know? got to, yeah. especially now. I, I, I didn't want to talk about Vegas like we go all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, uh you you really got to open yourself up to those to those experiences. You got to you got to especially when you're when you're traveling for work. Yeah. And you're you're hyper focused on the gig the whole time and you're worried about the band and then you're just exhausted at the end of the night. You just had this incredible high you're on stage in front of all these people and now you're alone in your hotel room. This this like, you know, you you got to you got to really get out yeah. and and experience even when you're by yourself my girlfriend Mm. thinks i'm insane (laughs) i i will if i'm traveling somewhere you know if the if the roadie's tired like uh my friend my friend tom another different tom now who uh not big tommy not little tom middle of the road he's a uh uh, professional security guy Uh but we've been friends since we're 12 Mm. uh but uh he is exhausted by the end of the night wants to go to bed and i said that's fine i put on a i'll put on a jacket I'll put on a hat, you know, and I'll just go for a walk around whatever city I'm in. Mm. I'll talk on the phone with, with, with my girlfriend or whatever. She'll go, where are you? I said, oh, gee, I'm in Salt Lake City. I'm walking around. She goes, what do you mean you're walking around? <laughs> she goes, who's with you? I said, nobody. I'm by myself. She goes, you're in a place you don't know by yourself walking around. I do that. You yeah, gotta just, yeah. to say it. Sure. You got to just do that. I'm into that. You got to just do that sometimes. Yeah. So where's next? Uh, where would be? Do you set yourself goals? Like at this point, do you kind of? You need to. You know, you learn, especially in times like these, and I hate to beat the hell out of that term, but you learn in times like these where, where your options are kind of changing by the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost feels like things are getting so pushed back, like it's, it's slipping away from you. And really, it's not. You just have to have patience. You learn to say, okay, I have all this free time. What am I going to do with it? You know, we for this show, I said, you know, we have the set down. We have the music down. Let's let's get the merchandise down. And I said, we're going to do this completely contactless. We're not going to have a merch table. We're going to offer people a little brochure, a little paper. Mm. They can pick what they want. We collect the order forms at the end of the night and run everything for them. It ships right to their door. Mm. Right. So, you know, you, you, you have to set small, small goals. Like, I I used to never do podcasts for whatever reason. I was mm. like, you know, I I feel like I listen to too much Howard Stern. He tells <laughs> you that he says podcasts aren't real radio. Whatever. <laughs> His show is like a podcast. It's like he's the first podcast, right? Kind of. Uh, you know, 
you you set a goal like you know hey listen podcasts are important you know this this is really you know this is this is to actually sit down and and get it all together it's mm-hmm. a it's a big feat you know so i said you know what first goal is i want to do more podcasts i want to do more uh be as be as uh, public as possible. Mm-hmm. Try to get out as much as possible, and then after after the first month of quarantine, you know, setting another small goal as, as getting my uh, web series back mm-hmm. running. Yeah, we're, tell us about the web series. We're doing. You didn't really get into I, it. I teamed up with Growing Up Italian, their big Instagram page for, you know, I- Italian Americans, but mm-hmm. really they they they're good. They're three great people. Uh, Rocco Sabino Michela, they run the, the the show and they said, Hey, we wanna we wanna produce content. Mm. And I said, I will go partners with you. Let's do a show. Let's get it together. Uh we got a sponsor with uh Montauk Beverage Company. Mm. Uh and we went for it. We started, we filmed a, a couple of feature length episodes of different cities. It's called Get in the Car. Mm. Where, you know, we just go and like I said, get out and, and have an have a Share an experience with people. Yeah, get out there. You know. you know, like in Philadelphia, I've made so many friends having performed down there and getting out and, and being a part of the city. Gino Vento with Gino Steaks. Uh, this guy, Renee with the Rim Cafe. He's nuts, but he's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, sharing that experience now that I've, uh, that I, uh, uh, with people and uh, really just just trying to, produce more content, things like that. We got it started, and now this happened. So set a small goal, get back to that. Mm. We, we just started filming again. It's going fantastic. Next small goal was to do a show, not even to make money. Let's get out. Let's just play. Mm. Because my guys are going to, you know, we're, we're, we're itching. We're itching for that. We, mm. we, we need to get back out there. Do you always, always play with the, with the same bands or...? Um, I travel a lot, and and just uh, for clients, sometimes it makes more sense. We bring the charts and travel and go with different bands, like on the yeah. West Coast, locally, uh, regionally, rather. We, I usually play with the same band, and they're like my A team. Yeah. So like if so how, if how a client is like we want, uh, this guy Rafe Tangora mm-hmm. actually, N- you know Nick Tangora, he's another Long Island uh, celebrity, <laughs> and his brother. Hooked me up with uh, Ryan McNulty with Black Tie Brass, mm. uh, and uh, uh, you know, really, actually, through the name of another singer, female singer, and I forgot her name, and I can't, I can't even believe that right now. Trish, Trish Torales, that's her name. Mm. Trish Torales, who I was on American Idol with, mm. hooked me up with Rafe Tangora, who hooked, who hooked me up with Black Tie Brass. They're damn good too. Yeah, they're really, yeah, they really yeah. are. And they're great. They're great guys. Yeah, I like traveling with them. They're, you they're can fun tell to you guys hang out close, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's really been like that, you know. Um, you know, when running a business, you know, you really have to get along with the people you work with, mm-hmm. and it's been so easy with them. Yeah, so easy. Four years now, going strong with the same band. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've traveled to Bermuda together. Awesome. Uh, uh, we've we've traveled to Oklahoma together. You know. They're they're my my core my core guys. Is there one place you haven't played that you want to play? Because you've hit Australia. A lot. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of Italians in Australia. Really? You know that? No. Yeah. Mm. There are Valentinettis in Australia. Related Valentinettis. My great grandfather uh-huh. had like three or four brothers. Uh-huh. Some of them came here. 
Some of them uh, went to Australia. And, like, some of them didn't, they, and they really didn't keep in contact. Yeah. Well, at least their kids didn't, whatever. So there are Valentinettis who are actually related to me mm. in Australia. And I'd love to perform there. I actually just got an inquiry for Australia for next year. Oh, you're in. So, wow. Well, I was going to say, call these hey, agents. Hey, hey. Call these agents in Australia. We down. keep talking about August 22nd like there's no more tropical storms or anything. <laughs> no earthquakes. But, uh, so, oh. yeah, the, the, I mean, I really, one. really want to perform there. That'd be that'd, that'd be, something. be something. That's far. That's a whole new yeah. world. It's, yeah. it's literally the other side of the world. Yeah. You know? That'd be some story. Lastly, wow, that AC is nice though now. Now we're cooking. Yeah. But now we're not cooking. Now we're cooling off. <laughs> uh, last one, then we'll let you go. I don't want to keep you all night. Your <laughs> girlfriend will be texting you, blaming me and everything. Where? No, I put my phone on airplane mode. That's Thank how much you. I love you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. They're probably worried about you now. I'm, I'm risking my life. <laughs> Putting this my podcast. phone on airplane mode. Thank you. My mother or my girlfriend. I got to answer them both. If yeah. I don't forget Your girlfriend it. will call here. We'll get a Heads roll. Time. Yeah. Where do you, 10, 20, 30 years, the perfect Sal Valentinetti career? How does that look to you? You know, if you could draw it up. Michael yourself. Buble has proved that there is a want and a need a big band mm-hmm. in an arena setting so it's there's no excuse like oh the music is played out getting older you yeah. could get there yeah that's a th- michael buble did it i'm not saying if michael buble did it anyone could do it michael yeah. buble is ph- phenomenally talented he's mm-hmm. put together a show him uh david foster they put together a show that is unbelievable yeah so that's an att- that's a attainable goal. You think long term. Mm-hmm. How we get there? We every time we face adversity, whether it be okay, Sal, you got to adapt to social media and do more on there, do more Instagram lives, do more Facebook mm-hmm. lives, to post more, do more swipe ups. Whether it's you know, Sal, listen, you got a pandemic here. You <laughs> can't do shows. What do you do? Well, I'm going to play from my living room six feet apart. Yeah. Uh, listen, the, uh, uh, Sal, you can do a show. You're not going to make any money. You got to ask the band to, to cut back. You got to, yeah. you know, and I hate that. I hate calling up Ryan and saying, listen, yeah. I can't pay you like I usually do, mm. which. Well, now is Ryan know, is one of those Ryan McNulty uh, you know, and the guys in black tie brass, all of them. People in general, they see that need. And they 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 fill it if they can. Mm. So I go to him and I and I said that, and that was that was a lot for me to say. Hey, listen, could you could you come a little cheaper? Yeah. Every time you face you know challenges, I've had bigger ones than that. I'm just that's yeah. just a reference. If you can get through those and still maintain that momentum, and still uh, keep building your audience. And changing your audience and adapting to your audience, you can get, you can reach that goal. Yeah. You know, you just gotta keep at it, no matter what. Trust me, Tim. In the last, and Ruby, the last five months, you know how many times I said, well, look at this. Yeah. Look at this business I picked mm-hmm. to be in. Listen, I, I love performing. So, so that's what got me through it, was, was the love of it. But, I said, look at this business I'm in. 
all it takes is just a matter of a couple of weeks yeah. of us even knowing what this was to shutting the entire country down. It was just a couple of weeks. Yeah. How scary is that, that your business could be pulled right out from under you? I thought, I'm Italian. I could, I could be a mace, brick mason. <laughs> I could be a butcher. Yeah. There's so many things I can get into mm. you know, that, I, that I know people in. Like, I'm so ready to quit the, the, the business, but what, what 20, if 2020 didn't turn you into a hustler, if mm. this experience didn't, didn't, didn't say, okay, you gotta, you got to adjust and you got to adapt, then yeah. I don't know. Well, I think if you made it through this year, you you'll make it through uh, the rest of the that, years that's, and any that's other what hard I'm, times. That's what I'm beating around right yeah. now, <laughs> is that if you, if you can make it through this and come out like we did Saturday night in, in whatever way we did, we're going we're gonna to blow the doors off this place August 22nd, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> we're going to blow little doors, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, you know, we're not blowing any doors off. Uh, yet. And, you know, we're, we're, we, we proved that we could move beyond this. We could move yeah. past this. We're getting we there. Move forward. I you know? That. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll That's make it. So I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, Tim. You'll be there. Oh, I'm going. You'll be there. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend and I are, are trying to move down to, uh, to Miami. Um, you do. You should have a side hustle, though. I should say that. Yeah. Believe in yourself, but always have something on the side. What What would you be doing if it wasn't for for music and if it wasn't for the you know? Tell you what I did. I called my friend Josh Starr, and this is why I'm so glad I went to that first bar mitzvah because I've been to so many more now, and I have mishpucha, my family, <laughs> right? My my Jewish family. My this guy's like a brother to me. This guy Josh Starr. Uh, uh, this big. Ashkenazi Jewish guy from, you know, this, this big Russian, this big, this big guy, this big, <laughs> just, just luck. He's the loudest person I know. And I know Tommy. <laughs> he, he is the most boisterous, just, and he is the kindest, warmest heart. He calls me. This is when COVID wasn't really a thing in mm. Florida yet. Mm-hmm. We were, we were just dying down. They were unknowingly just starting up. Yeah. He said, come down to Florida. He, was at, he says, I hear it in your voice. You sound, you sound beaten down. This is in, in late May. He says, come down to Florida for a couple weeks. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out what, what you could do. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way home after those two weeks. Now, we just spent time together. We went in the pool, all that nonsense. Uh, John and I, we decided, I said, I want to go to Florida for a year. I want us to spend a year down there. This mm-hmm. is beautiful. This Miami, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we're down there, and Josh goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you when you get home. I think there's something you can help me out with this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was moving uh, PPE, masks, gloves, to all these big corporations and companies, to the government. He, his business, which is Merchant Cash Advance, was shut down because they weren't funding businesses for a while because yeah. nobody was doing business. Every, the, the country was shut down. He turned that business into a PPE business. And he goes, Sal, you got a quarterback. I had to learn shipping and everything in, in like a matter of a couple of days right. and, and handle this order and everything. And he goes, Sal, I want to I tell you something. You know, you think... Oh, uh, uh, how am I going to run a side business? 
if I if I'm so busy with this thing, he goes, Sal, you're gonna you're gonna run a business that could run itself. He said, you you have uh, you have a good skill. He said you should you should be having something on the side. Mm-hmm. So basically, for the next year, I'm going to the Joshua Star uh, School of Business in Miami, wow. the School of Hustling. Yeah, if you will, cheaper than real college. Well, you know, you learn probably you learn more. I'm gonna too, try to learn how to have a, a you know a nice side hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, there's cameo and there's Patreon yeah. and there's there's ways to make money on the side when you're not performing. Uh, but really, something that in case I can't do what I love, yeah. at least I'll know that there's there's something there for me. Uh, so, you know, Tim is welcome at my place in Miami whenever he wants. I'm in. And we'll go and I you got we're going right now. You're gonna meet you're gonna meet Josh Starr. So. You're gonna meet Josh Starr. You're gonna wanna have him on your podcast. I know that. Okay. This guy is a tremendous character. But, you know, like a brother to me in the sense that he saw what was going on and he said, Listen, Sal, I'm gonna give you some sound financial advice. Have a side hustle, have a side business. Yeah. You know, you could work a job uh, uh, for your entire life and save money. My parents did it. Uh, they worked they worked union jobs, you know, not really like high paying jobs, mm-hmm. but nice safe jobs with the Long Island Railroad. They retired, uh, but they had saved up enough money to invest in different things like, you know, real estate and mm-hmm. the stock market. And now that that side hustle is what's going to get them through a world where things are inflating like crazy. Yeah. You know, the cost of everything is going up. Living especially here on Long Island, the cost of is going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have something that'll take care of that. It's super important. But you come down whenever you want. You got the whole second bedroom. You can wear your flip-flops and up You can job. wear your flip-flops oh, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> in. <laughs> in Miami. That's it. Listen, before Miami, right, before I went down there, I would, I would never wear basketball shorts <laughs> unless I was going to the gym yeah. before I, I went down to Miami. And then you realize it is just, you could wear basketball shorts to a meeting. Because it's just so hot. Everyone's retired. So flip-flops, no, not Miami. Not Miami, yeah. Listen, I I spent time in Delray Beach. Everyone's retired there. It's a fun town, but it's more family-oriented or whatever. Miami is a rush. Yeah. It's a rush. It's one of those, you know, Los Angeles I fell in love with. I'll go out for a few weeks, a a month at a time if I can, uh, try to perform, try to just keep busy there just to Mm -hmm. be there. Um, But Miami is a really, really, really cool spot. Young and affordable. You know, yeah. I can go down there for a year and not really, you know, my mother wants me to live on Long Island. You know, <laughs> she says, one day you're going to have babies, okay? And maybe I'll have a chance. So she goes, I didn't, she, she always thinks she, she, my mother, she thinks she failed me because, you know, she'll, she'll go, she'll go, Sal, you could have been Andrea Bocelli. Or she'll go, she'll go, Sal, you know, time? I fed you a little too much. She goes, but your ba- but your baby's babies, you have another chance. She goes, you got to give me that chance, right? So my mother wants me to live on Long Island. Of course, my, my parents do. At least for a year yeah. while I'm young, mm-hmm. I'm going to get down there. Mm. I'm going to go to the Joshua Sc- Star School yeah. of Hustling. You got to have the grandkids up here, though. You got to. My brother, my mom goes, I'm done with you three. To us three <laughs> kids. She goes, you three, you're on your own. I'm on the grandkids, and that's it. And get lost. 
Yeah. <laughs> Professional grandma. Wise you got to do it. But you know what? It's it's really the first time. You know, I, I think about my family a lot. And I, mm. of course, that's why why I bring it up. And I always think about, boy, you know, if my cousin Lewis needs me. My, my Uncle Joe's son. If he needs me, I'm, I'm always right. Right in Beth Page. I'm, yeah. I'm right. I'm right you there. Can't whatever. Uh, uh, or if if my goddaughter is having something at school, I'm right mm. there. Right. And I never really, you know, picked a place. I said, well, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And so, you know, you really you have to do that. It's part of that whole uh, transforming, you know, and, and really taking chances in life and in business mm-hmm. is uh, making a bet on yourself. Moving to Miami, especially in a time like this, is taking a bet on yourself. Yeah. You know, thinking like, okay, I'm going to go down there and, you know, I'll be in a place where people really don't know me and I'll be able to kind of just focus on business for a year, focus on building uh, uh, some diversity in my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, sometimes you just you just got to do it. It's cool, though. How do we get on the topic of Miami? How do we get on the topic of Florida? Why not? I don't know. This is like the Joe Rogan. We were talking about side businesses. Alrighty. Mine just happens to be under the palm trees. (laughs) I'm in. It's better than the uh, what's it called? Utah place you were talking about. Oh my goodness. You don't want a side business. It's beautiful though. No, not North Dakota. No North Dakota. I'm sure North Dakota is a really nice (laughs) place to be. If you need PPP in uh, North Dakota or Utah, you shipped it there from Miami, right? Of course. In the last, you know, in the last uh, uh, few weeks, I've done PPE. Uh, I've helped, uh, uh, you know, chop up a fallen tree in a yard and everything like that. And, you know, not even for the money, just to, just to keep yourself busy, keep your mind going, you know, Uh, because when you're stuck with nothing to do, seemingly, you really start to lose it. That's why I I really actually questioned, do I want to be in this business? So... You'll come back. We all will. Yeah. yeah. We all will. We got shows or dinner. I, I said I said yeah. to I said to Tim, I go, you're gonna be running places all over the, the island in no time. Because you built a model here that uh, you know, it, it makes people feel your patrons feel like they're right at home. Your artists feel like you're right at home. Yeah. You you have the space, you nail it. You're a you're a hometown favorite. Thank you. You know, you really nailed it. You nailed it. Well, um, to Trini AI. <laughs> yeah, Holy Trini. You did good, Holy Trini. We're, we're hanging in there. We're trying to be nice boys. And uh, maybe you could... Long may it continue. Yeah, long may it continue. <laughs> and thank you for joining yeah. us, Sal. Thanks thank so much, Thank you for Sal. having me and letting me run on and on and on. No, I loved it. It was great. The August 22nd. Catch Sal, August 22nd. September 12th. September 12th. Call Ruby, 516-783-7500. She'll set you up with some tables. And the food was great, and people ate more than I could ever imagine. So How were the meatballs? They were great. I took them home. I ate them. <laughs> There's still some downstairs. I can't wait to eat them more. There's still some downstairs? Yeah. You want some? Maybe, yeah. Let's go check. Do I do I look like I say no? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no. Thank you, Sal. Any excuse to go Thank in the walk-in? So Thank yeah, you. now we go on the walk-in. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.